as we celebrate, or rather mark, the 21st anniversary of 9-11, is Islamophobia really our primary concern? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about national security. First, my apologies. I did mean to say celebrate. There's nothing to celebrate about 9-11, the act of terrorism, which killed more than 3,000 people on a September morning 21 years ago. Although, I suppose if you're Al-Qaeda, you celebrated, and we certainly saw a lot of people dancing in the streets in some parts of the world in the aftermath of the attack. But it is not a celebration to most of us. It is a acknowledgement of a horrendous act of terrorism that killed a lot of very innocent people who had nothing to do with the perceived Western campaign against the Middle East or against Islam or the Arabs or whatever kind of thing. And yet, when I read a lot of the news today about this particular act, I couldn't get over how many websites, and not just Middle Eastern sites, not just things like Al Jazeera, chose to focus on the status of Islamophobia 21 years after that single greatest act of terrorism in history. And it struck me as a bit odd. Now, okay, let's let's start from with what's obvious. Uh, is Islamophobia an issue? Absolutely. Although I'm going to put my linguist hat on here for a second. I did teach linguistics for 15 years, and I did doctoral studies in linguistics back in the early 90s, the University of Toronto. So I know a little bit about language. Islamophobia is the fear of Islam. The Canadian Oxford Dictionary describes the word phobia as a fear or aversion. Nowhere does it call hate. So we're misusing the term in the first place. When people use the word Islamophobia, they translate that as the hatred of Islam or the hatred of Muslims. It's the wrong term to use for that. The, the term that we use to indicate hate is, is miso, like in misogyny, the hatred of women. Let's, let's get our terminology right. Anyhow, there's no question that in 2022, there are uh, a lot of acts by individuals who dislike Islam, uh, who dislike Muslims. We've certainly seen a few attacks even here in Canada in 2017 at a mosque in Quebec City. Young man walked into a mosque and killed six people. We saw a year and a half ago now an act in my hometown of London, Ontario, where a man ran over a family, killing four and wounding one. His trial is still pending, although many have concluded that he's a terrorist, even though I haven't seen a motive just there yet. And the acts go on and on and on and on. But if you take this more generally speaking, where are we in 2022, 21 years after 9-11? What is the greatest threat? What is the greatest risk that we face when it comes to acts of serious violence that are in fact motivated by some kind of an ideological stand or political or religious? And there is simply no doubt, there's no room for argument here, that more than two decades after 9-11, the single greatest terrorist threat anywhere in the world is that from Islamist terrorism. I, meaning 
the same kinds of people that carried out 9-11, well, they, those people would have to be Al-Qaeda. But in the 21 years since that attack, we've seen many other groups rise, like Islamic State. We've seen Al-Shabaab in Somalia, which if you follow me on Twitter at Borealis Saves, I recommend you do. Al-Shabaab is carrying out attacks daily in Somalia. We have Al-Qaeda is still around, despite the death of two of its leaders, Osama bin Laden, back in, in 2011, and Ayman al-Zawahiri a few months ago. So it seems to take about 11 years for counterterrorism forces to locate and kill Al-Qaeda leaders. Islamic State is still around. I just tweeted something from Iraqi officials, Kurdish, what are called Syrian Democratic Forces, saying that so far this year, 2022, and already we're sort of almost mid-September, there have been 129 attacks by ISIS. That's ISIS core in northern Iraq and Syria this year alone. That's not quite one a day. One every two days. Then we have the so-called affiliates, Islamic State and Khorasan in Afghanistan, Islamic State, West African province, Central African province, East African province. We have Islamic State affiliates in Mozambique beheading people. We have Al-Qaeda affiliates like Al-Qaeda in Yemen, Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Al-Qaeda in the Indian subcontinent. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. And you don't have to just take my word for it. If you look at the Institute for Peace's annual Global Terrorism Index, you see that, and I don't know how long this index has been going on for, and I've, I've seen it as far back as 2015. It could be older than that. But there's no question that every single year on this little blue planet, third from the sun, that Islamist terrorists kill more than 99% of all people who die in acts of terrorism around the world. No, no, they're not the only ones. We have Hindu terrorists in India. We have Jewish terrorists in the West Bank. We have right-wing terrorists in the West, including here in Canada. But kilo for kilo, in terms of raw numbers, Islamist terrorists carry out by far the majority of terrorist attacks around the world every single year. Now, as the Global Terrorism Index has pointed out, this is a rare silver lining in the cloud of terrorism. The totality of deaths around the world has been actually going down the past couple of years. And that's good. But I think if memory serves me correct, for the 2022 report, which covers 2021, or perhaps it covers 2020, I'm not sure, there were still 13,000 deaths from terrorism around the world, the vast majority of which are, are, are committed by Islamist terrorists. How in heaven's name, then, can media sources claim that as of September the 11th, 2022, somehow Islamophobia constitutes a greater threat in terms of potential deaths than Islamist terrorism does? Again, I'm not saying there is no Islamophobia. It's there and it needs to be dealt with, whether it is simply ignorant people who don't understand Islam or just assholes to begin with. We must identify them and we must shout them down. But you can't compare This is not even apples and oranges. This isn't, even, this isn't apples and kumquats. This is apples and, I don't know, um, something I, I, I can't I don't even name for it right now. When we look at terrorism as a threat globally, you have to start with facts. 
what groups are out there, what individuals are out there, what ideology do they profess, and how successful are they. And yes, there has been a rise, a startling and disturbing rise in the far right, including here, here in my country in Canada over the past couple of years. But still, the vast, 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 vast majority of terrorist attacks globally in 2022, 21 years after 9-11, they are committed by Islamist terrorists. I don't see how you can get around that fact. Unless you want to redefine what terrorism is and throw in other numbers that have nothing to do with a classic definition of what constitutes an act of terrorism. The bottom line is, when we talk about this stuff in the media, in, in social media, online, it's important that we label things as accurately as we can based on the data which we have. And thanks to social media, we are getting real-time access to attacks shortly after they take place. This is how I'm able to, to do these podcasts and write my blogs and do my global terrorism uh, this week, my GTTW feature, which comes out every Monday, because it's I have access to open source and really good open source that talks about beheadings in Mozambique and IEDs by Al-Shabaab in Somalia and kidnappings by Islamic State in northern Syria and on and on and on and on. And yes, the vast majority are still carried out by Islamist terrorists. So I'm begging people, when we when we continue to talk about terrorism, in 2022 and moving forward, we can certainly have a wide enough swath for debate on the actors out there, what movements they represent, maybe maybe where trends are going. But can we please start with facts? And can we please igno- not ignore the fact that Islamist terrorists, jihadis, are still very active around the world. So for anybody to say that after, that 21 years after 9-11, Islamophobia is the greatest threat we're faced with, do me a favor, go online and compare how many people have died in acts of Islamophobia versus acts carried out by Islamist terrorists. Go ahead, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Anyhow, that's what I think. I'm curious to see what you think about this 21st anniversary after 9-11 and what constitute the greatest terrorist threats to us nowadays you can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on twitter at borealis saves you can also find me on linkedin and on facebook if you like the content want to get more please go to my website www.borealisthreatenrisk.com hit the subscribe button you'll get a free email with all the blogs and all the podcasts including my much longer canadian intelligence day podcast global terrorism this week and other perspectives Love to hear your feedback, ideas for other podcasts. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, take care.